being CEO means that you are the chief executive whose sole purpose is to fulfill the mission of the bank, but to set vision and to hold people accountable to that vision by inspiring them every day to do their absolute best. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. And we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CV Nation architects, those that are looking to level up their organizations. And this month, we are focusing on knowing thy numbers. I could hear the phrases from Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. And if you understand or don't understand exactly what numbers is, think finance, economics, accounting, capital, investment, funding, bootstrapping, anything that's around numbers. So we have to understand how important it is to know your numbers and how important that is for you to forecast, make decisions, and to be able to truly strategize around your business and do that successfully. So things are going to be a little bit different, obviously, this month. So look for CEO hacks and CEO nuggets and interviews that focus around this. But more than everything else, make sure that you know your numbers because they're extremely important to the life of your business. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have T.W. Shannon of Chickasaw Community Bank. T.W., it's awesome to have you on the show. Hi, right, thank you, Gretch. I'm honored to be here. Definitely super excited to have you on and for all the phenomenal things that you're doing. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about TW so you can hear about all of those awesome things. And TW is an accomplished leader with a diverse experience in business, public service, and community engagement. Today, he leads one of the most unique banks in the country. And as the CEO of Chickasaw Community Bank based in Oklahoma City, he leads a remarkably successful enterprise that is wholly owned by the Chickasaw Nation. Under his leadership, Chickasaw Community Bank completed the year 2020 at a record six-fold projections. And prior to his tenure at the bank, TW made history by becoming the youngest speaker of the Oklahoma House of Representatives, as well as being the first Chickasaw and first African-American to hold the post. TW, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? Man, I'm honored to be here. I appreciate what you're doing every day to highlight the great things that are happening in the country, Gresham. Uh, I'm honored to be a guest. Thank you for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Like I usually say, I just like to hold up the microphone and ask the questions. You're doing all the great work. So to really kick everything off, I wanted to hear how you got started. Could you take us through what I like to call your CEO story? We'll let you do all the awesome work you're doing. You bet. So our bank started with the 20-year history. Nearly our, our the governor of the great Chickasaw Nation, Bill Anatubby, had a vision to start a bank in Oklahoma City. Uh, the idea was to, he saw that there was a, a gap in services for Native Americans, and uh, but he wanted a bank that could serve not just Native Americans, but the community at large. And so he planted a, bl- a bank here in Oklahoma City. The bank was relatively conservative bank, a small bank with an initial investment of about $7 million. When I came to the bank in 2017, 
Uh, we the assets have been grown to about 127 million or so, about 125 million. And uh, since my time here at, at, in 2017, we've grown the bank's assets. I think today we've said just over 300. So we've over 300 million. So we're still a small community bank, but that's pretty record growth that we've had. And I'm excited to be here because we're really a mission-oriented bank. And that's the part that excites me the most. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I'm sure that's what you're getting to when you say mission-driven, because I almost feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you see the growth, especially in a bank within a community, a community-based bank, I imagine that you probably have also been able to have a huge impact upon the community as a whole, basically carry out that mission. Yeah, community banking is interesting, Gresham. The thing that I love about it most, you were kind of to read my shameless biography. But the thing I love about community banking is that we're really on the ground level of helping people's dreams come true. And so here at Chickasaw Community Bank, whether we're investing in somebody's business or we're helping someone build their home, those all started with dreams. Somebody had a dream about that. And the thing about a community bank is we're on the ground level. Unlike the two big to fail banks who serve a, they serve a purpose and they have certainly a niche but it's pretty defined based upon particular standards that they have, whether it be credit underwriting standards or niche markets. The great asset of being a community bank is we look at pretty much any deal and we don't just consider our customers a number. We know our customers. And this was really demonstrated during this last uh, pandemic that we're still coming out of. The last year when the pandemic first hit, Chickasaw Community Bank, we were one of the first banks to not only sign up for the payroll protection program, PPP, which was designed to provide forgivable loans to small businesses, uh, we were one of the first banks to also extend it beyond just our customers. You'll remember there was a lot of media attention because a lot of businesses were left out, especially minority businesses, because they didn't necessarily bank at one of the big banks or some, or their bank that they were banking didn't offer PPP, so there was a huge gap. It was community banks that really stepped up first and said, this is part of our mission. This is what we do. We're going to be involved in this program. And so I'm so proud of what we do at Chickasaw Community Bank because we really do build better lives for everyone. That's our motto, but it's more than just a slogan or motto. It's really part of our DNA. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And I definitely see it coming to fruition, as you said, you know, so well. A lot of times people have these dreams, these visions of what they want to do, and you provide that vehicle for that to happen. And I'm, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you highlighting that too, because I think a lot of times, maybe especially in the business community, didn't realize how important it was to have that relationship with a community bank. But during times like the pandemic, where you needed that personal relationship, you wanted to be able to have a bank where they know your name and knew what you were doing. It was so important and vital to keeping them successful. Christian, I'll give you an example of how important that is. So when the pandemic first hit, and of course, you'll remember, it was just several weeks after Congress even appropriated the money and passed the bill and it was signed into law. Uh, first by President Donald Trump. It was shortly, just a few weeks after that the program was made available. So SBA was scrambling to put together guidance on what would be required. And for banks, who, whose job is to evaluate and measure risk, it was really, when you don't even know what the guidance fully is or how SBA will interpret the guarantee, how do you ensure you're going to get your money back? It was a bit of a risk that community banks, uh, frankly, were willing to take because we believe in our customers, but not only that, at Chickasaw Community Bank, and I'm sure other community banks, we called every one of our customers and said, hey, you need to know about this program. This is why we think you qualify, and this is why we think it would be good for your business. So it's just those kind of touches of service that I think 
highlight the unique niche that community banks really serve. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you for providing that leadership and being at the forefront of that for definitely the Chickasaw community impacting, I think, reminding us of how important that is all across the globe, especially there as well, too. And so I know you touched a little bit upon like how you serve your clients. I wanted to see if there was anything additional you wanted to touch on, like how you work with your clients and what you feel is like your secret sauce and what you feel sets your part of makes you unique. You know, I think I I probably um, mentioned it already, but really it starts with your values, right? Values are beliefs, but values are different from culture because culture is action, right? Like we can have great philosophical beliefs that never actually get put into action. But Chickasaw Community Bank, when we talk about building better lives, the first thing that I tell all of our employees is it starts with you. It starts by taking care of our employees first because if we don't take care of our employees, I guarantee you they're not going to take care of our customers. Definitely appreciate that. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? The greatest value that I bring probably as a leader to my organization is that, man, I'm all about team, right? A great team is really what I'm called to do. my, My job here is not to do every aspect of the job. My, my job here is to make sure I've got the right team and that I keep that team motivated and inspired. And to do that, you have to get to know them on an individual level because it's not different than when you're a leader. It's like, like being a leader of a family like I am. You know, I have a 15-year-old daughter and I have a 12-year-old son. And you know what I try to tell to my son who's younger is he's always complaining about the older one gets to do this. He, she has, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And I said, what I try to explain to him is, no, it's not equal, but it's fair. You, you guys have different needs. You have different wants. Now, while you can focus on the additional privileges that your 15-year-old sister has, the reality is she also has a lot of other responsibilities that you don't have. And so it's my job as the leader of our family, along with my wife, who also helps lead the family, uh, it's for us to make sure that people are treated fairly. That doesn't mean necessarily that they're treated equally. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not break. What I have found out is that, man, you can have, the, I'll give you an example, the pandemic. When the pandemic hit about March, when we finally realized how things were happening and shutdowns were happening. We had a really, I told you about the growth we've had where we've grown from a $120 million bank to well over 300, which is most banks don't grow more than 5% a year. So we were really hauling it. Um, and we anticipated another big year in 2019. Well, it was a good year, not a really big year. We had a couple of really big years. But when 2020 hit, we, we had a plan. We had a good strategic plan for the year. We had a good budget for the year. But we saw some headwinds coming. We were looking at data like everybody. We thought the sky was falling, and in many, for many industries, it was. And so we reevaluated. We made some adjustments, and we wound up having the biggest year the banks ever had in 2020. And I think it's because of the flexibility we were willing to have in going back to our values. We didn't hesitate on allowing employee, employees to work from home. I worked. I got my HR team and my IT team together, and I said, "Listen." This disease apparently is highly contagious. That's the piece of it that is different from any other thing we've seen is, that, is the contagious 
component of it is high. And so what do we do? What employees can work from home? And what investment do we need to make that happen? And we did it. So we wound up with maybe 80% of our employees working remotely. We took a big investment up front, getting computers. And I just, we're banks. So you can't just plug in any internet and start surfing. We've got client, client confidential information that we have to protect. So it's not just go buy a laptop. It's a whole uh, movement for a small bank with a small IT department. But we did it because it's the right thing to do. We said, listen, we've got employees, not just about the disease. Employees have kids at home. There's no daycare open. What can we do to support those employees? And then, so at the end of the year, when we had that record year, after we turned employees' lives upside down, I made a commitment in March after the pandemic. I said, listen, my commitment to you is to make whatever adjustments I have to make sure that nobody here loses their job as a result of this. And I will tell you, we sent people home, and there's always some uncertainty about that. Employee product, I could get emotional about it. Employee product, productivity went through the roof because I made a commitment to them as the CEO is, I'm going to do everything I can to ensure that you have a job for the next year. So whatever adjustments we have to make, even if it means we have to reduce salaries overall, we have to stop bonuses, we have to liquidate some physical assets, your job is our first priority, along with taking care of our customers and sustaining, making sure there's a continuity of business. And man, our employees, they responded to that. And so at the end of the year, we had this record year. Every single employee, I surprised them at Christmas time, a couple of weeks from Christmas, and every single employee of the Chickasaw Community Bank, whether you had been here one day and we had an employee, it was their first week, we had another employee, she was retiring that week. Every single employee got a $3,000 bonus from the bank. And for a teller who's in college, and that $3,000 is a substantial difference that you weren't expecting at Christmas. And that Again, it, it, we did it because it was the right thing to do, but the return we get on that from employee satisfaction, the way that they take care of their customers, it's invaluable. It really is. Awesome. 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 TW, I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So TW, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO means that you are the chief executive whose sole purpose is to uh, fulfill the mission of the bank, but to set vision and to hold people accountable to that vision by inspiring them every day to do their absolute best. I definitely appreciate that definition, and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Kyle, first of all, let me say this. I've been really enjoying this opportunity to visit with you. I appreciate what you're doing by highlighting the important work that's happening and our civic involvement that's happening around the country. America is still a place of opportunity. I like to talk about America really being a place of systemic opportunity. There is still an opportunity for people to thrive, to find and understand their purpose and to live out that purpose. And by doing so, contributing to their community at large. And as I've said before, Chickasaw Community Bank, we're about helping people's dreams come true. We're on the front lines of it. We do it every single day. And when that happens, you receive, we receive the greatest reward by helping people fulfill their dreams. That's why we were created. That's what we do best. And we do it every single day. And for people who are interested to learn more about us, they can go to ccb.bank for our website, or they can follow us on any 
social media outlet, Chickasaw Community Bank or CCB. Uh, so thank you for having me. And it's a privilege to be in this role and also to share the great things that are happening here in Oklahoma at Chickasaw Community Bank. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you, TW. And we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a hold of you and see all the awesome work that you all are doing. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.